Fanatics, welcome to another edition of the Bulletproof Podcast. Chris the Brain and Chad Cruz with you as always. But Chad, we've got ourselves a third man in the booth this time. He's back. He's back, and and we we couldn't wait any longer. We had to have this guy back. We've been talking about him for weeks, for months now, and it's been a while since we've heard his voice. So you know, without further ado, let's just let's just hear the one and only Toy Man, the most famous third man since Hulk Hogan walked that aisle in '96. Yep, it's not Mabel, it's Christy Petrillo, and uh, <laughs> very exciting to have you here. And, you know, we're going to be talking about a movie that's near and dear to your heart. But you know what? Last time we had you on, right before the holidays, we forgot to talk about Dollar Tree. Ugh. I don't know how we, we managed mistake. that. It how was, we yeah, it was a hor- I felt horrible about it for about 15 minutes after we were done. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to rectify that now. So Dollar Tree... What's your update, Chris? Uh, not a very big one. The last shipment did not have too much variety. A um, couple of random titles here and there, but I actually spent most of the time grabbing titles for friends of mine who have kind of gotten in on the Dollar Tree physical media craze. Uh, I guess the most relatable thing to Bulletproof Action would be that I grabbed my buddy a double feature of The Chinese Connection and The Street Fighter just very a couple nice. of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. So well I saw worth the dollar. I saw people uh, posting. There's like a tin that has three Street Fighters and three Bruce Boytation movies, and I would be all about it. I think, even though I have the three Bruce Boytation movies in other collections, just to have the tin and just the Street Fighters, which I do not own, definitely worth a dollar there too. Yeah, well, a dollar twenty-five now. You know, that's uh, well, that is true. Yeah, that's sad. A dollar twenty-five tree. But, but uh, I have not seen that tin myself, but if I come across it, you know that I can always send another care package your way, much like oh I did boy. a while back. Yeah, and this time it might not take uh, like a month to arrive because I think the mail is a little bit more... Well, it depends on if it snows here because neither rain nor sleet nor snow, all that, that bull craps out the window uh, is what <laughs> I found out this year when it snowed too many days in a row. They're just like, screw it. We're not coming out. Now, can we, can we get... Uh... Can you get on it with your people at the Dollar Tree about this 25% increase in price? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Although, oddly enough, just the other day, I was there buying books because they had uh, quite an abundance of children's books. And I stocked the little dude up. Oh, I was going to say, I thought that was your reading level, but go on. No, I I feel like if we're going to talk children's books, I would just go on a rant for, (laughs) never mind, I'm done. But uh, no, they had a lot of like, you know. Uh, superhero adaptations and scholastic book fair type stuff. Like, oh. so we must have gotten some type of pretty good liquidation there. But uh, for the ones that weren't ringing up, instead of just ringing up another title, the lady was just like hitting the miscellaneous button on the register and it rang up as a dollar. Ah. Nice. Like, okay, kind of skirting the system here. I can live with that. The workaround, the old DT workaround. That's it. Hopefully, I didn't get her fired. She's being walked out right now uh, from what I understand. With that 75 cent shortage in her register. (coughs) Correct. That is correct. (laughs) All right. Well, yeah. Dollar tree. And you know, if you guys find some great things at the dollar tree, let us know, hit us up on social media at bulletproof pod on Twitter and at bulletproof action on Facebook and Instagram. Share it. Let us know what you're finding out there. Because again, that's where I saw that, that tin and I'm like, Oh, and I immediately 
went to my Dollar Tree only to be disappointed. So, you know, I just picked up a, I just wrote an article on 10 things you didn't know about Active Valor recently. Yeah. And I have purchased that at Dollar Tree now twice. Oh. Uh, once was, uh, was purchased a couple of years ago and I loaned it to someone, never got it back. Uh, thanks, Dad. And <laughs> recently saw it again. I said, man, I used to own this. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. Let's watch it again. So, you know, for $1, why the hell not? Yeah, that might be the only type of DVD I would loan out, one that I got for a dollar. Uh, because, yeah, you never know if you're going to get them back or not. Yeah, I've had several DVDs stolen. Uh, I once had Snakes on a Plane stolen from me the week it came out. So oh. I paid, you know, what, you know, 17 bucks, 20 bucks right. or whatever. Back then, yeah. By my then girlfriend's uh, estranged mom who had snuck into her apartment looking for stuff. And she stole it by taking the DVD case and disc out, but leaving behind the slipcover, just <laughs> neatly leaving it on the shelf where it was, as if I would never notice that the entire <laughs> packaging was missing. And because at the time I was such a, diehard OCD movie collector and needed to have everything as soon as it came out and alphabetized and all that stuff, I immediately went back to Circuit City and purchased it again. Mm. So I spent $40 on Snakes on a Plane on release week just because I needed to have that. that that's home. that's two episodes in a row where Circuit City got a shout out. So That's true. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. So again, if you're at the Dollar Tree, let us know what you're finding action-wise. And we certainly will share that with you here on the show. Uh, but guys, today we are going to be paying tribute to the one and only Cynthia Rothrock. She will be celebrating a birthday next week on March the 8th. So our happy birthday to Cynthia will be covering one of her classic movies, specifically The Lady Dragon. And Chris, I know we talked a few weeks ago when we were planning this podcast you had mentioned you had a, a Lady Dragon poster on your wall growing up. Now, was this on, like, did you want this poster or was it just the only Cynthia Rothrock poster you could find? So that just represented your fandom in general? Or are you that big of a Lady Dragon fan that you had to have the Lady Dragon poster on your wall? So it's more the first two because I lean more towards uh, the China O'Brien films and the martial law films as far as my Cynthia fandom. But what happened was my mom was the uh, head of the PTO at my elementary school. So she was responsible for getting all of the raffles and the book fairs and the, you know, uh, school events and the games all set up. And one of the families at the school, the mom was the manager of the local video chain, Major Video, which was then eventually bought out by Blockbuster. And she donated to the school bazaar or flea market, whatever you want to call it, a bunch of unused movie posters from the video store. And for 50 cents, I got a Lady Dragon poster because that was the coolest poster in the whole assortment of everything. So for a cool half a dollar, cheaper than anything I've been buying at Dollar Tree these last couple of years, <laughs> I had a giant uh, movie theater, movie store size poster of Lady Dragon hanging on my wall for years and years. And sadly, uh, it did not survive up to a certain point. Lots of tears, lots of rips, and I no longer have it. But uh, I certainly wish I do since I became such a huge cinephile uh, as I grew up. Yeah, that, that'd be a nice piece to have. Chad Cruz, did you ever... Have, well, we talked last time. You, you said you couldn't have any Cynthia Rothrock posters on your wall. 
No, I would have probably ruined them going through my teen years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. They would have needed to be laminated. <laughs> I mean, moisture does keep the skin looking good, Chad. So, you know. That's true. You could have been doing her a service. <laughs> well, she looks great. I mean, if you've seen her, uh, you know, she obviously has quite the regimen that she's going through. And she looks in great shape. She looks like she could still kick all three of our asses right now. Uh, I could easily. Easily. I, I wouldn't I could take her. I could take her. Okay. Where? To lunch? No, well, you wouldn't afterwards. do that because you're too cheap. All right. Anyway, <laughs> before we get I, into our conversation about Lady Dragon. breakfast. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, again. All right. Let, let, let's go to this message from the Geekscape Network, and then we'll be back with our Lady Dragon conversation. Well, I just want to bring you up like an elevator, not down like also an elevator. Yo, it's Word Burglar. I'll tell you later. I'm the host of the Geekscape podcast. Do you still like this movie? Where a guest and I find out if we still like a movie that we used to like. I'm also a rapper of rhymes, and I got a brand new vinyl crowdfunder on Bandcamp right now for the MacGuffin device LP. 14 tracks of old school hip hop infused with geeky, nerdy things like vinyl collecting, comic books, video games, action figures, cartoons, Dungeons and Dragons, all kinds of dope stuff wrapped up over old school hip hop beats and turntablism. You can help support at wordburglar.com and hopefully I can get in your ears soon. Geekscape forever! All right, we are back. Chris the Brain, Chris Petrillo, the Toy Man himself, and of course Chad Cruz. And uh, guys, let's get into this thing. We were talking video stores, major video. If you're Chris Petrillo, and it was December sixteenth, nineteen ninety-two, my birthday. Holy, holy shit! Yeah, Lady Dragon uh, dropped on my twelfth birthday. You are the Lady Dragon, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> the real as a compliment or what? <laughs> so yeah it had been released earlier in 1992 in other parts of the world but we here in the usa got it on toy man day december 16th 1992 <laughs> uh this one directed by david worth who also directed the amazing film known as kickboxer which feels like something we will be discussing at some point in our lives on this show chad yeah i'm uh, guessing and uh the dudikov version of chain of command Wow. Yeah, we might we may discuss that eventually. Who eventually knows? we could. We could. So the whole movie starts off. We got a raucous crowd. They're about to enjoy some underground fighting. It looks like it's taking place in an airplane hangar. Um, and but things go silent, Chris, when a mysterious figure walks in. Yeah, starting off with a little bit uh, of intrigue. Who could this be? And sure enough, it is the heroine of the story showing up right away to kick some ass already. Yep, Kathy Gallagher, Cynthia Rothrock herself, crowd erupts. So she's obvious. This is not her first time out here, Chad Cruz. They they're they're aware of Kathy Gallagher and her ass kicking abilities. Right, and you know the the other guy that she's fighting, the you know loser number one is what we'll call him. Okay, he does a great job of getting the crowd all riled up, and he's mm-hmm. high fiving people, and he's jumping around and yelling like a maniac, and and slapping hands at everybody. And then it gets quiet, like you said, and she comes out like the Undertaker, pops that hood down. Oh, my God. The crowd just goes nuts. And like you said, there's people in the crowd who who know her, too. So it looks like she's probably kicked a few asses before this guy. Here's my question. Do you guys think he knew that was his opponent or is this a mystery opponent type situation where he just was like, bring me anybody. I'll take them all on. 
So he's all extra cocky. What do you think? Maybe he was hyping himself up. I feel like if she's kind of the returning champion, uh, you know, you would have known it was her coming. Plus, I don't does does everyone get an entrance like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, and she's like a hundred pounds, so you're like, damn, that guy is really small. Yeah. He just wanted to be the world beater. He was psyching himself out for it. Or psyching himself up for it, should I say. Pumping up the crowd. Yeah, he did a great job. You know, he, he'd be a great guy to have on your card if you were booking a no uh, under, underground fight and you wanted crowd participation. Somebody in the crowd, though, uh, obviously not a local. He is the one and only Gibson smoking like a chimney. Uh, he's out there. Seems to be very interested in uh, Miss Kathy Gallagher. Yeah, he should exterminate that Ooh. smoking apparatus that he has. Mm. Look at there. Perhaps that's what's exterminated him because he is no longer with us. Oh, uh, what? Okay, Robert, poor Robert Ginty. All right, so <laughs> Robert Ginty was very good in the exterminator and exterminator too. I know people might say it. I don't. I think they're both equally great. Um, they are great films. I'm in agreement with you. Thank you. That's why you're on the show. I just want people to agree with me at all times and say I'm correct and right. Uh, terrible, terrible call on that one, Brain. Shut up, Chad. All right. So Chin is the the man in charge of these fights, and he uses his cane, signals the start of the fight, and here we go, and Kathy is kicking some ass, and you could see it once she's, once the fight starts, you could see why everybody was excited to see her, Chad. Yeah, she's a kicking machine. I mean, if you've seen any Cynthia Rothrock film in the past, you know that she's got some serious moves and, and, you know, queen of martial arts, the queen, queen of Kung Fu, the queen of whatever you want to call she's her. She's the lady she, dragon. She's the fucking lady dragon. And, and I mean, she throws kicks out like, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali throws punches and, you know, surprisingly she does get tagged a few good times in this fight. Uh, it kind of dragged on longer than I expected, but uh, you know, in the end, you know, you know what was going to happen. Maybe she wanted to get hit just so she knows she's alive. She's you ever think of that him, toying with him. Oh, speaking Ooh, toy, of toy, you say. yes. <laughs> what do you have to say? I mean, Chin seems like he's going to get out of there. I mean, I should have pulled this back when I was booking shows. Just leave before the you, end of the night. You probably did. I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not. I always paid when I could. Uh, so, yeah, she catches up with Chin and then she heads to the bar, Chris. And uh, somebody followed her there, though. Uh, yeah, the aforementioned Mr. Ginty, uh, a.k.a. Gibson. And, uh, you know, Gibson and Gallagher sounds like one of those, like, 70s husband and wife duets. Like <laughs> Captain Tennille. Like, you know, they have, yeah. like, that one song that they still play on Light FM and you hear it in the elevators. But I think that uh, she is a tortured soul. So maybe getting hit in that fight is something that she wanted to feel so she could feel alive. Because we find out that her husband is dead and yeah. she is still in mourning. <laughs> And living a life that Gibson does not think he would approve of. Yeah, love did not keep them together. Uh, and that is a, a sad thing. And yeah, she's kind of drinking her sorrows away. Um, and like you said, Gibson does not approve. Tells her, hey, you know, you can come back to work for the company. So I'm assuming CIA. Isn't that the company that they're usually talking about? Yeah, I think so. It's either the CIA or Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Yes. Is that a Scranton PA reference? That was. Yes. Oh, yeah. We're going to get some of uh, Cynthia's uh, past in this movie as we go on. But uh, 
Yeah, the company wants her back. She does. She doesn't want to. She's just all about getting revenge on a man named Ludwig Humptman. And uh, that's all she wants, Chad. She doesn't care. And then Gibson says, you know, it's impossible, but he hits his catchphrase, Chad Cruz. Yeah, and it's a good one, too. It's, you know, if, if you forget everything else about this film, you remember this one. Uh, I, I remember it specifically because my mom used to say this when I was just a boy. Life's a bitch, and then you die. Yeah. I prefer the variant that Mr. McMahon used in perhaps his greatest promo of all time, where he said, life sucks, and then you die. Like only Vince McMahon can, and he's a brilliant man and the greatest heel the wrestling business has ever seen. But yes, life's a bitch, and then you die also works. And Gibson, he uses it more than once in this film. Did you guys die? Because life sucked. What's going yeah, on? No, yeah, yeah, it does suck. We're waiting for you to finish. We're being polite. We're letting you <laughs> Not only does Gibson use it, but uh, Seth, I think at least one other character says it, which makes it more than a catchphrase. It makes it like a. Uh, a it could be the, for the. It could film. be the tagline for the movie. On the. It should have been because you know your lead character is a woman who kicks a lot of ass. So. And yeah, then if you fuck with her, you die. And we'll, that's right. We'll, not spoiler alert. That does happen. Uh. So we get some flashbacks, though, Chris. First, yeah, not ones. the happiest wedding day. Definitely not a white wedding like Billy Idol sang about. No, no sir. Ooh, Chad knows because about that. Her husband was murdered mm-hmm. as they walked out of the church. Classic. I think there was a PM Entertainment movie like that, and I can't remember which one it was. It may have starred Joey Travolta, so it's probably on the lower. Oh, was it the uh, one of those? Anna Nicole movies. Joey Lawrence was in it? No, Joey Travolta. Joey yeah, this Lawrence is some PM Entertainment would be a hell of a movie considering <laughs> he was, what, like 12 at the time? Beautiful. Would have been hey, great. He could have been uh, the Ted Jan Roberts experience. Being saved yeah, by Lawrence Hilton. Yeah, he could have been. I got to tell you, these <laughs> flashbacks, they were strange. Uh, okay. They were shot very strangely. And they're just like rolling around in the grass. It was very music video like. It wasn't very. It was like very like shitty music video like. Like it wasn't romantic. They're just like rolling around on each other. I don't know. I get what they're going for, but uh, oh man. But is it really any worse than her playing a teenager three years later in Undefeatable? <laughs> three years later, three films later, <laughs> uh, probably both. Because <laughs> she did like fourteen films a year, I think, in the early nineties. Because because Undefeatable came right after Honor and Glory, and she was supposed supposedly playing like an early twenty, early to mid twenties female. Whereas here, she's a middle aged married woman who has previously <laughs> worked for the CIA. <laughs> Well, we talked about her earlier. I mean, she looks great. I mean, she's always looked young she for does. her age. So she pulled it off, I'm sure. I'm sure it right. was very believable. Yeah, I'd hit it. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> and, and she'd hit you. Repeatedly. Oh. She'd be dragging your ass out of there, Chad Cruz. Ding. There you go. There you go. So, yeah, these flashbacks start happy and tragically. And then we get to Ludwig. Now, Ludwig is a German name. Uh played by Richard Norton, so they just explain, well, he was born in Germany, but raised in Australia. Like, why did he have to be... Why did he have to be German? 
Like, I understand we, we've talked about it here that obviously the Nazis are the greatest villains of all time. Yeah. But, I mean, did it really? I mean, he could have just been an evil, evil Australian businessman named not Ludwig. Ludwig Dundee. Right. I, yeah, I think that it's the, uh, when you think of like villainy, you don't think of Australia. And it was just much easier to give him a German name. And uh, how much later, what year was? Yeah, you wouldn't wouldn't think of villainy for Australia considering it was a fucking prison colony. Jesus fucking Christ. But the prisoners were British, not Australian. That's why they got their weird talking because they were in prison. Don't you know? Come on. (laughs) But, you know, they did the same thing in the uh, Edward Norton Incredible Hulk with the Abomination because they had Tim Roth playing him. And they were like, oh, he was born in Russia, but raised in England to explain why he had the English accent. Mm-hmm. So it's not unheard of. It wasn't really a cop out. I, I just don't think it was necessary. It, it was just like you were adding more work where you didn't need to. It's my fault. Brain, I was born and raised in motherfucking Ohio. Good for you, Chad. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for you. I was as well, but I don't know what that has to do with anything. Are you pretending? Know. Do you have the name Ludwig? Is your name no. Ludwig Cruz? No. Thank God. I don't know how to spell it. Okay. I don't 1992 think. was quite the year for Richard Norton with his uh, villainous roles and odd names. Because remember in Ironheart, he was Milverstead. <laughs> and that was the same year. I have tried to forget Ironheart. Thank what you very much. What a stupid name. Thank you very much. All right. I wonder he was so angry in that movie. All right. So we find out the reason that... Kathy's husband, John, was killed. It was because he was going after Ludwig too hard. It cost him his life. Uh, but this doesn't stop Kathy, Chad. She's like, no, I don't care. No. You would Twice think this would hard. De- yeah, you would think it would deter a person. Not her. Not nope. her. So she goes back to her rat-infested apartment or motel room or wherever the hell she's living. It's not a great place, I can tell you that. No. Uh, she gets all gussied up, puts on a black wig to disguise herself as a hooker. A working girl, if you will. Yeah, the world's oldest profession. Yes, a prostitute. A lady of the night. Christy Petrillo, what do you think of that black wig? Slut. Uh, <laughs> blondes have more fun. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, the yeah. black wig was not a good look for, for Cynthia. We're all in agreement here that she's better as a blonde. Absolutely. So she goes to the Superstar Discotheque. Nice. Which is a place that Chad Cruz probably would have loved to have been in in its heyday. Uh, Absolutely. Um, she convinces the doorman to let her inside. Uh, once you get inside, there is uh, mud wrestling, dancing, and more importantly, Ludwig. But before we get into that, I want to ask you, gentlemen, because I have seen a ton of mud wrestling on television and in movies, but I've never actually seen mud wrestling live. Have either of you, men of the world, seen live mud wrestling? Chad? I have not. Oh, all right, Chris. Chad, you had to have. I have seen it one time. It go. was not uh, like bikini mud wrestling or it wasn't like over sexualized mud wrestling, but it was two females in, in t-shirts and in jeans wrestling in a pit of mud. Yeah. It counts. It sure does. And I just covered an episode of TNT where Vanity played a Ooh. mud wrestler. Check it out. Bulletproofaction.com. Uh, so Yeah. We get the, the mud wrestling, we get the dancing, but now she's like, all right, I'm going to make a beeline for old Ludwig, but that's not going to happen. We've got, you know, he's got 
bodyguards. There's the club bouncers there. Um, so she doesn't get anywhere near him. She has to end up dealing with those guys. And then she's like, okay, I got to abort, abort, abort. I got to get out of here. But the numbers game, Chad Cruz. Yeah. It's hard to run away from like seven dudes. And even when they catch you, cause they, they eventually do catch her and, and she's trapped and she's, she's at a dead end and they close the gate behind him. I mean, you can only fight off so many people for so long. Yeah. And then Chris, she's taking a Ludwig and things get uncomfortable for her and the audience at some point here. Yeah. Mr. Norton decided to really pour on the sleeves with this role and uh, takes full advantage of his villainy by taking full advantage of her. Ugh. Despicable. This, again, this is what I'm trying to say. He did not need the name Ludwig. This part right here would have proven what a horrible human being he is. Just this scene. Uh, and uh, yeah, but you know, they play a little guessing game for a bit there where you're not a prostitute. Oh no, I'm a housewife. No, I'm a tourist. I'm a nobody. And you know, Ludwig buys none of it. So as you said, he, he goes to the extreme uh, once he finds out that she wanted to kill him. And that's the one truth she tells in this whole time, Chad Cruz. Yeah, it's it's a it really is kind of an odd scene because it really ramps up the uh, the nature of the film. You know, it yeah he he killed her husband and she wants to get revenge on him, and now he rapes her. Like holy shit! Like yeah. we just ramped it up to right. the extreme. Like yeah. this got hardcore all of a sudden. And uh, you know he he's he's discussing with her about you know like I can bring you. Exqu- uh, exquisite pain. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know what the hell that means, yeah. but uh, he's like the pain you could only dream of. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's a, he's got what? problems. He's got problems. he's got some issues, and, and we we see it throughout the film that he has all kinds of issues with women, and he's probably got a tiny little dick or something. Oh, but, uh, he uh, <laughs> yeah, he rapes her, and then they just like dump her on the side of a road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and we've seen him as a villain before, but it was always odd to me growing up and even rewatching it over the last couple of weeks to prepare for the podcast to see the two of them with such good chemistry as partners mm-hmm. in China O'Brien and Rage and Honor and everything to go into this. And it's kind of like, it just didn't, it didn't click it, You know, we've seen him as a villain and he's usually always some form of woman abusing sex trafficker type of guy, like, you know, Ironheart, he was kidnapping the girls from the clubs and stuff like that. And so was it's not there. Milverstead. Okay, good. Yes, and Bolo Young was ice. Ice, ice, baby. Uh, you Weren't know, you the one that hated Ironheart, Chad Cruz? I hated Ironheart, for I sure. Hated I'm sure, I don't know if I've ever actually seen it, but I I'm, I might hate it if I saw it. Milverstead? Milverstead. I did not care for it. Not Bart Simpson's friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember, Alf. Anyway, um, yeah, that Ironheart, I think it was just the lead in that movie. The, the hero of that movie was just god-awful. And that was enough to, you know, where even Richard Norton and Bolo could not save the movie for me. And when you put Bolo on the cover and everything, right. it probably made me think, oh, I'm going to watch a Bolo movie. And it was just other loser jabroni. And, uh, yeah. But it should I, have been Don Wilson against Norton and Bolo. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I guess I already have your answer to this question, Chris. Uh, I was going to ask, do we prefer Richard Norton, Cynthia Rothrock as allies or adversaries? Obviously, Chris is falling on the ally side. How about you, Chad? 
Yeah, I'm going to say I, I actually prefer Richard Norton as a hero in anything that he does. Okay. I just think that he's he doesn't seem like an asshole. Like, he does terrible things, but he's not that unlikable. Even in this movie. I mean, Even his after actions, what you just saw. His actions are unlikable. They're right. awful. They're despicable. Yes. But, but as a, like... Like they basically, he has like a love scene in the film. Like, there, yeah, there are strange, odd. there are strange scenes in this movie that you're like, oh, maybe he's not so bad, and then you have to like pinch yourself, like, oh, wait a second, he just raped that girl. Yeah, it, it was it, this movie defies a lot of the action movie rules, I think. right? Um, and we'll get into that. But so, yeah, she, you mentioned she's dumped on the side of a, of a road. She's found by a young boy and his grandfather, and uh, they take her back to their home in this small village. Um, and they start nursing her back to health. I don't think the they never the boy never gets a name. He's just boy. Yeah, he's just boy. Oh. And then obviously, grandfather, well, the grandfather grandpa. couldn't talk. How was he going to name him? Right. Well, that's true. But he could have introduced himself. Hi, my name's I'm Robbie. How are you? Since Maybe he's of all just... the names of all the names you go with Robbie. I, yeah. <laughs> that's the first one that popped in my head. What's the? He reminded me at first of the kid from uh, Temple of Doom. Oh, short round. Short round. Yeah. Because he was kind of annoying at first, and then okay. did he have things on his feet so he could reach the pedals? No, he didn't. Okay. All right. Well, grandfather, as you mentioned, doesn't speak. He's he's a mute. He's a medicine man, though, of sorts as well. And a, we'll find out soon enough a martial arts master that pretty much communicates through the boy through you know kind of uh, their own little sign language. Um, and Chris, he can make a nasty taste in tea like nobody's business. Uh, yeah, the tea is not, a, the tea is not a fan of the tea. Wow. All right. Uh, Cynthia, Kathy is not a fan of the tea, but I guess that motivates her to, uh, get back on the horse and get her ass in gear because it's either drink more tea or shape up and let's go and get your revenge. Yeah. Did you see the, uh, after there's a scene during the credits where the grandpa, they're showing him make the tea and he's actually just pissing in a cup. Is that a deleted scene? Oh, it's in, in the credit scene. Yeah, it's right at the very end. It might have gotten cut off on YouTube, though. I'm not Did sure. they go over budget and lose the porta potties? <laughs> that that's a lie. You're just lying on this program now. Well, hmm. You've probably done it in the past. Anyway, yeah, I have. Uh, I'm sure. So, <laughs> so yeah, we we see Kathy on the road to recovery. But then, what was the gimmick, Chris? Maybe you can explain it. Because you're a longtime Lady Dragon fan, and you know me and Chad are newbies. But what was the whole thing where he stuck his pole in a hole, uh, mm, and then yeah. the pole started like vibrating and oh, pulsating, yeah. and uh, and Rothrock was just or Kathy was just mesmerized by it. <laughs> can you can you explain the pole in the hole and mesmerization scene, please? I don't think Freud could have explained that. One. <laughs> I don't know what you're explaining, but I'm getting kind of turned on by the way you explained it. Oh, I'm, well, and the sound of uh, people turning off this podcast with Chad Cruz talking about his. Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh... <laughs> I can't go any further with this because I'm just going to start laughing way too much. Well, yeah. So he does that pole trick, and then he also plays like handkerchief hacky sack. I would call it uh, just kicking around a handkerchief. Yeah, Cruz is going to need a handkerchief in about two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was actually a cool scene if, you know, maybe the editing had been a little bit better, but 
the the way that he, you know he's, he throws the handkerchief in the air and he's just like keeping it in the air keep, you know how you play with a, a helium balloon and you're like oh, everyone's just keeping it off the ground but he's doing yeah. it with his kicking ability which yeah. it is pretty cool yeah i remember doing that uh in badminton class or gym class we played bad we just started we said screw the rules and we were just bopping that thing and keeping it in the air the whole time like screw the point system we're just gonna play free for all uh, badminton class well it was bad we pray in gym class you know okay. when it's like up okay, here when there's like freaking snow you're stuck inside for a good chunk okay, of gym richie class. rich all right well i did i did all right in leisure sports anyway the hell's a leisure sport badminton tennis pickleball yeah what did you think I was going to be taking weightlifting? Give me a break. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we get that. We get the whole, we, we get to see the skills. Um, and now we get to see old Ludwig at work at Imperial Exports. And then there's also a scene there, Chris, where there's a mysterious figure smoking. But was this really, was this supposed to be a mystery? Because it really wasn't. I mean, if you've seen any movie of Lady Dragon's ilk, uh, especially in the 80s and 90s, you know that uh, mysterious figures are usually not so mysterious, and the nice people are usually either red herrings or not so nice. And plus, I mean, this this mysterious figure was smoking, and we've seen one other person smoking like a chimney earlier in the movie. Right. So it's not like it was... If it was a mystery, they were making a very thinly veiled mystery there. So I, I won't spoil it, though, for anybody. But come on now. Uh, say, if you haven't watched Lady Dragon in the last 30 years, we are not going to spoil it for exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we are, but we aren't. So the boy, we will get there. I'm going to spoil it to you in a little bit. The boy goes back to Kathy's place because she's got money there. And that could be useful to any human being to have a little extra cash on, on hand. So uh, the boy goes back, but... The guy at the desk, uh, it's at uh, Kathy's palatial apartment, motel, whatever the hell. I'm guessing motel. motel. Yeah, Roach Motel. Calls somebody, calls Andre. Who the hell's Andre? I don't know. He works at Imperial Exports, and he comes over to cause some trouble. Kid escapes out the window. Andre catches up with him. We get a... He's got a gun, though. And What's the kid going to do? Oh, I know what the kid's going to do, Chad. He's going to kick him off the fucking roof. Yeah, yeah. He he. Another really... another just turn out of nowhere. Like, where is this going? Where did this come from? It was a very s- slow moving scene, and the guy, Andre he was not very good at no. being a villain, and he he set himself up for failure. And yeah, it didn't take much for the little kid to kick him off, and and afterwards the kid didn't really even seem that sorry about it. Yeah, it, it was. It's about survival. Yeah, Cynthia can't get her revenge yet, but the kid is committing murders out of uh, protecting himself. I know. I watched it. I said, well, now he's a murderer. Yep. He's got the taste of blood now and he's young. Oh, man. What did he grow up to be? Um, Then we get Ludwig. And, uh, well, Chad, maybe you want to take this this section of the film. Yeah, he's trying to get a blowjob from some whore. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, Susan, who is a new character we are just now meeting. Right. She's the head the of the whores. The queen of whores. Yeah, she's the head of the whores. She walks in and she's like, uh, Ludwig again with the horror blowjob thing. <laughs> and he's like, what? You know, and he's beating. Not only is he trying to get BJ's, but they don't want to do it because he's beating the crap out of him. Which, right. Yeah. You know, 
it's not, keep the hands off the merchandise, man. That's not a way to, to woman's And, and Susan is infatuated with him. She's like, oh, I don't know why you're doing that when you could have me. Right. So, uh, but she she uh, lets him know about Andre, and he's like, who the hell's Andre? Right. Which is what Just, we were saying. Exactly. What everybody was saying that. Yes. <laughs> Who the hell is Andre shirts coming soon? <laughs> the, the, a puzzled look on Richard Norton's face in the shirt. But then we, uh, yeah. then we get a really odd scene where um, Ludwig and Susan have like a little lovemaking. Right. Like situation. how often do we get to see in an action movie, yeah. an action movie villain, like have a love scene. Shown off his lily white ass like he's Jean Claude Van Damme. What the hell's that about? The hero, the hero in the movie, action movies, is the one who shows off his ass. And you could at least show Susan. Come on, right? Yeah, you didn't. It was all him. Unbelievable. He's like, I'm going to get naked, and I'm the only one. You bastard, Dave, David Worth. What are you thinking? Yeah, and this is the third sexual encounter he's had because he's raped our hero. Right. Yeah. He's been trying to get a blowjob from one of the hookers. <laughs> yeah. And now he sleeps with the leader of the four whores men over here. Ooh, <laughs> so. got him. Woo. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. he's horny. He's he's got problems, like you said, Jen. He's got issues with women, and we keep seeing one example after the other. But meanwhile, so while he's doing that. Kathy's getting herself better. I mean, this training is really starting to take now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. We know now she's she's going to be back. Uh, but then we get another character introduced, Sonny the Cop. Not Joe the Cop from Coming to America. I'm talking about Sonny the Cop who infiltrates Imperial Exports. He gets caught. Uh, Ludwig and two of his men. Sonny kind of challenges uh, Ludwig's manhood, though. Like, oh, you got to have these guys with you. And that does not pay off for him, though, Chad. Oh, my God. This might be my favorite scene of the entire film is, you know, Ludwig's like, oh, you want you want to you want to face me? You want to fight me? So then he turns around, pops his jacket off. He's kind of like just kind of stretching out a little bit. We're going to get some martial arts mayhem. Getting ready to put it down, beat his ass. And then he just spins around and shoots him in the head. Brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, that's a heel such a, move. Such a heel move, dude. I loved it. Yeah, that was good stuff. That, I, I, I may agree with you there. That definitely is uh, Ludwig's best scene in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Then Much get, better than the ass shot. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Um, Then we get some words of wisdom, Chris. And I, I want to share them with all of you and Chad and everyone listening. Because we can all live with this information. A wounded spirit cannot heal in a broken body. A broken body cannot mend with a wounded spirit. The path to perfection is patience. So if all of you listeners out there just wait till about episode 1913, this might be the perfect podcast. But you must have patience. Thank you. Anything? You guys pondering it? Oh, slow clap. I mean, you know, we're recording this after Valentine's Day. I, you know, you could have put that on a card for us and sent us something nice and sentimental. Slow clap. I, you know, I've never gotten a slow clap in my life. I've never got the clap in my life either. How yeah, about you, Chad? Sure. <laughs> well, I can't say for sure, but, you know. Ludwig might have, though. The old Dick Swab. Ludwig definitely's had the clap. Um, you know, you know, the funny thing about that quote is you're like, ah, how wise of you. Yeah. 
from a seven-year-old boy. He was relaying it through his grandfather. <laughs> with broken sign language, Indonesian sign language. Hey. But was the grandfather really saying that? Or was he like, get me some damn fried chicken? Like That's what I'm thinking. We'll, we'll know, never you know. know. We'll never know. Well, He's maybe like, ask this broad to take her shirt off. This, this kid was be- wise beyond his years then. I mean, he's killing. If he's old enough to kill, he's old enough to give me some words of wisdom, for Christ's sake. All right. <laughs> There's a t-shirt for you. <laughs> exactly. All right, so we get a good training montage. And after that's done, Chris, the Lady Dragon is born. She's ready. She is ready for revenge now. She is ready to become a cat burglar and stake out the <laughs> scene of the crime. Well, yeah, it, it, it does. She... She's going to be smart about it because last time she went in all gung-ho and that didn't work out for her. So this time she's like, maybe I need to plan a little bit. Yeah. A little bit of psychological warfare. She went too hard last time. Right. This time she is going after him less hard. Right. Not quite flaccid, but less hard. hard. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Half hard indeed. All right. So this podcast brought to you by Blue Chew. Yeah, we do need a good blue chew sponsorship, and uh, then some. Then we'll then we you, we might get to a episode whatever I said one thousand whatever, like within a couple of weeks if we hit the money pouring in. <laughs> That's true, because I would just record these things twenty four seven with whoever sat down with me. I didn't care. Uh, but yeah, no, it's always about qu- uh, quality over quantity here. At the right, podcast. right, of course. Um, so yeah, she's stake out. She sees Susan who drives in and that gets the wheels start turning. So when Susan is leaving later that day, I don't know if she was trying for some sort of insurance scam or what the hell she was doing, but she feigns getting hit by Susan's car, Chris. And this leads to a interesting relationship between the two ladies. Yeah. uh, Ludwig's main lady and the lady trying to kill him, uh, become besties. Right. Roommates going out to lunch. Quite it's a situation. Like a little bit of sex in the city inside of Lady and the Dra- Lady and the Dragon. Oh my God, Lady Dragon. I f- I feel like Susan should have ans- asked more questions too. Yeah. Like what questions? Are you- yeah. Who are you? Who are you? You're a white lady. Like what are you doing in fucking Jakarta or wherever the hell they are? I don't know where they are. <laughs> what are you doing here? Like why are you walking around this house dress? <laughs> it, it seems like she just quite easily throws her in the car. Feeds her, takes her to her own home, lets her live there, gives her more clothes, gives her a job, takes her to parties, and almost lets her bang her boyfriend. Well, and and I think there you go. I think you may have hit – she's obviously troubled as well. And she's not getting the love she needs from Ludwig. So she is probably just looking for a friend. She's looking for somebody that will treat her kindly. And and uh, fill a void in her life. I'm thinking. You could be onto something here, Brain. Uh, I, you know, not to be Doctor Phil, but that's what I'm thinking. Or she's stupid. I mean, that's the other option. She's a fucking moron who just lets some woman who she barely knows living in her house. That's <laughs> insanity. That's fucking insanity. All right. So Kathy's not going to go by Kathy Gallagher, Chris. She goes by Kathy Markowski. Now, do you know the significance of that name? Uh, no, all, all I know is that it sounds like she should be working at the same real estate agency that Jerry <laughs> Pelt is at. It is Polish, and the Germans, Ludwig, invaded Poland okay. in the 1930s, 
and yeah. he invaded her. Oh, well, that I wasn't thinking of that, but honestly, the thing I was, that's actually her last name, oh. Cynthia Rothrock. No shit. Yeah. Well, Lisa was her parents' last name, so I'm assuming it was her. I don't think they gave her the name Cynthia Rothrock, but no, Markowski is Cynthia Rothrock's real last name. So that was kind of nice that they, they threw that in there, I thought. I that. And she was from Scranton, just and, like uh, and, we said earlier. Mr. DiPetrillo mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So, a little nod to uh, reality there. Uh, and she meets her coworker, Alan. And here's a, a line I didn't much care for either. And I'm going to run it, this one by you guys as well. Alan, you know, he's a nice guy. He wouldn't hurt a butterfly. Who the fuck's ever hurt a butterfly? Like, I've killed a lot of bugs in my life. I've never had the situation where I had to kill a butterfly. How about any of you gentlemen? Like, what's a no, butterfly doing? Them. What are they doing wrong? It's just flying. Right. I've, like, has a butterfly ever get in your house? I've never had a butterfly in my house. Flies, yeah. ants, centipedes, spiders. You're dead if I see you in, in, in this house. But a butterfly? I've never seen. I'd I'd get to pick up a book and go to Reading Rainbow if a fucking butterfly was in the sky in my house. Chad Cruz. What was that noise? Are you done? Did you kill a butterfly? I did. I didn't kill a butterfly. No, it was a spider. Oh, I thought it was your washing machine. It could be. I think it's still going. It's washing. Gonna be the cleanest sheets this side of. Well, it's definitely cleaner than the sheets in that rat shit motel that she was. Or in Chad Cruz's house after this podcast. Hey. Yeah, right. Definitely cleaner than his sheets in his teenage years when he couldn't even have a goddamn woman poster on the wall because he just couldn't control his fucking those self. Things, those things just stood up on end. <laughs> I'm just imagining Chad in his teenage years being like buddy from just one of the guys. <sighs> yeah, the brother? Yes. That's pretty close. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Yeah, Chad, did you? I saw uh, Chris gave you that homework assignment. Did you watch just one of the guys? Dude, I barely had time to watch. I, I almost, I almost <laughs> chimed in. I almost chimed in on that tweet. To be like, don't tell him to watch some fucking non-action movie. He needs to do some work around here. I just finished Lady Dragon twenty five minutes ago. <laughs> there you go, and we've been recording for forty eight. So figure that out, folks. And yeah. it came out thirty years ago. Thirty years of watching action movies, and it took you till tonight, the night that we record this podcast. To complete Lady Dragon. You know, there's a saying for that around the office. It's called Classic Cruise. (laughs) Like when he puts a scene of the week with Sylvester Stallone the day after we've already had a Sylvester Stallone post. That, folks, is called (laughs) Classic Cruise. That's called Customers Also Watched Cruise. That's what Chad Cruise does around here. Did I do that recently? You just did it, though. Yes. It was over the top on Saturday and Judge Dredd on Sunday. You're welcome. How did it do? Did it do well though? No, it did not. It was oh. so it was an impromptu Sylvester Stallone weekend. I've been trying to get rid of these Sunday scenes of the week for years. Yeah. Well, you you, you might get never mind. Anyway, <laughs> there's some rambling. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're rambling. But uh, Susan comes home wasted, rambling about. Oh, her man Ludwig. Oh, yeah, she's shit-faced, all right. Chad Cruz could relate to this for sure. Yeah. Rambling on about her relationship with Ludwig and, oh, how he does the uh, blah, blah. But then, for whatever reason, because, again, maybe going back to my point that she may just be a moron, uh, it's talking about killing Chris. Like, oh, yeah, and then there was that killing, and, uh, and then she passes on. 
you know, the truth definitely comes out when you're drunk, but uh, she let some pretty pertinent information slip out. So I don't know if Susan is the best confidant that he could have. No, and and she's not the best keeper of the keys either because Kathy grabs her keys when she's passed out, goes to Imperial Exports, finds a canister of not powdered milk is what I'm going to call it. <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, but, you know, before she could really figure out what the hell she's got, the security shows up, which it would make sense, uh, even though she didn't trip any alarms. It's I would assume she's still causing some, what the hell's going on? She did trip an alarm. Yeah. She walked through the garage door. That is right. Well, yeah. see, this is what happens when you watch it 25 minutes before we record. I just saw this. You, you, can, remember, you can remember these smaller details. <laughs> so, yeah, that gets the guys out there. Uh, then, then she just outrunning bullets, hops in that car, <laughs> goes through the gate, but like the car jumps. It's, it's quite a spectacle. All of the chase scenes in this film are bizarre. Yeah. Uh, they they appear to be done at twenty miles per hour. Yeah, but then sped up to to make it seem like they're faster, or or maybe slow down in slow motion to make it seem like it's going faster. Um, but you know, I I just want to see Cynthia Rothrock beat the crap out of people, and not ride dirt bikes and motorcycles and drive yeah. a car away from bullets. But she if does do that. She added espionage to this. But I guess that actually makes sense in the Lady Dragon universe if she worked for the CIA. That's true. That is true. Um, you would have thought, you know, it would have been a cool scene if, you know, when she left the grandfather and, and the boy and she met up with an old contact of hers, maybe. And he hooked, you know, he said, well, here's this lady, Susan. She's close to Ludwig and you can get close to him through her. And she's like, Thanks, dog. And then, you know, that's a three-minute scene. But now you have some CIA sprinkled in. Yeah. You're reminded that she has some skills, some contacts, and her she actually has a plan. But whatever. Yeah, the whole car jump thing was just kind of out of the blue. Um, and it, this definitely was not done by our good friend Spiro Rosados of PM Entertainment and Fast and Furious fame. This was just done by whatever. And... She ends up getting some help from, of all people, Chris, Alan, the co-worker, who wouldn't hurt a butterfly. But maybe, And he wouldn't do that because he's undercover, too. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What what good fortune. Um, Nobody is who they seem in the movie <laughs> Dragon. Except for Richard Norton. He's just a prick. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah. And you see a lot of Richard Norton in this movie, folks including his lily white ass. All right. The next day, <laughs> Ludwig and his lily white ass is chapped because he wants to know how someone got into his warehouse. There's no broken windows. There's no busted down door, no forced entry. How the hell did this happen? And the dumb shit he's asking uses this. Don't use this excuse. If you ever get called out of something no. at work, Oh, maybe it was magic. Are you fucking kidding me? You moron. You're dead. You're definitely dead. But l- let me say this, Brain. Yes, sir. Uh, oftentimes in my line of work, I do have to force entry. Yeah. I have to I have to get into rooms, get into buildings and houses that, that are locked, that are closed up, that 
maybe someone's in, maybe someone's not in there. And just, and just real quick, Chad's a pizza delivery man. Go yes, on. <laughs> yes. Just the other night, Uber Eats, just the other night, I used uh, my handy dandy Leatherman on, on, on my pocket. And I got into an apartment complex with literally no problem in like 10 seconds. But you didn't use magic. There was no magic, but there was no signs of forced entry. Okay. But that's how easy it could be. So, you know, this guy, maybe he's like, holy shit, someone got in. It must have been magic. No, no, no. You just don't know what you're doing over there. So the mysterious partner now, Chris, reveals himself. And uh, it is it is exactly who you would think it is. But I'll let you do the big reveal. Uh, Yeah, if you couldn't guess, uh, old Gibson himself is not so nice. And he's in Ludwig's pocket. And uh, a nice little nod to the exterminator because they light that asshole who said it was magic (laughs) on fire. Burn, baby, burn. Oh, Disco Inferno. You better believe it. One of the best scenes um, in in Exterminator. And then, of course, yeah, he just has that blowtorch in Exterminator, too. So, well, both of them, really. It's just, it's it's wonderful. Again, I love those films. Uh, Next day. Ludwig meets Kathy for the first time at the office, and it doesn't take him long to be like, ah, hey, Susan, why don't you bring her to the house for my usual Sunday party? And mm, Susan, she's not real happy about it, but what can she do, Chad? What can she do? Yeah, it's, it's, it's another weird scene because, you know, what Ludwig wants he gets and, uh, and Susan's not the kind of person who's going to stand up to him. And she's just like, well, you have to come now. Uh, and she pretty much lays it all on Kathy. Like he wants you to come and you can't yeah. say no. Uh, you might as well just go there and enjoy it, I guess. Yeah. Well, but before she goes there, Chris, Kathy's going to return to the village with a gift, but we find out that, uh, I don't know why they decided to follow her. Do you know why they decided to follow uh, Kathy? Did you Lack of trust. Ella? Okay. I guess that, that makes sense. So yeah, she's Shit. followed by one of Ludwig's guys. and uh, Not Andre, by the way. Not Andre, because he's dead. Um, Kathy's there, tells the grandfather, okay, I, I'm going to this party tomorrow with at Ludwig's house, and I'm, I'm going to kill him. And we get the you know, the grandfather thinks the sword of revenge will destroy her because, you know, it's a double edged sword when you kill a person, Chad. I, I wonder if he yeah. said that to his grandson. Uh, his grandson's like, no big deal, dude. Not a yeah. big deal. Just right. kill him. Right. So we get to the. Sword of Revenge would make an excellent movie title, too, by the way. Uh, sword of Revenge, yeah. If we it, should write that one. Is it not already? I mean, I'm shocked there isn't a movie called that. There might be. I'll IMDb it later. All right. What about Double Edged Sword? Oh, I'm sure that's been done. Like it's gotta be. There's probably everything from a student film to like an international Oscar winner. That's called double edged sword. Mm, Double edged sword of revenge. Ooh, now we're talking, which will destroy you. Oh, parentheses underneath. (laughs) (laughs) And the tagline life's a bitch. Oh, then you die. Ooh. Okay. Uh, so we go to the party. Lily white ass. We go to Lily white's party. Part four. He's got four bathing beauties battling out for a ruby thrown into the pool. Now, I've never, I remember throwing my, uh, 
Star Wars, Kenner Star Wars figures in the pool, then we would dive in to see how many we could retrieve. Uh, but never a ruby. And I don't think we were very as cutthroat as these women, probably because they were just Kenner Star Wars figures, which now, though, oh, are probably God, as yeah. valuable as a ruby. Uh, but back then it was like, who cares? It's just a stupid toy. We're just throwing them in the thing. What do we care? And I believe he said that two of the women that he made jump in the pool were sisters. Yeah. So he was kind of proving the fact that greed would overcome all. Yeah, greed is good, says Luda. And he's getting off on this, Chad. He really he, is. He he's, loves it. He's watching it. He's got Kathy next to him. He's like showing her, like, check it out. Like, uh, <laughs> see what I've, see what the power yeah. of, of, of money and, and all this shit can bring you. Look at all these girls fighting it. And everyone else is like, what are we doing? Yeah. It's strange. It, it was a strange scene. He's uh, a weirdo. He is a weirdo. He's a stranger, though. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, okay, let's take a tour of my home where I just have guys with size and nunchaku working out day and night. Like, what kind of racket's that causing? Just a martial arts demonstration in the living room. Right. That's a good job, though. I mean, those guys are just trained all day. Yeah. I mean, what are they I training know. for? I want to note that at this point, Cynthia has been raped by this man, broken into his warehouse, fought his guards, been tracked back to the village, and she has never worn a mask or any type of disguise other than the wig, and no one has been able to figure out who she really is. Oh, she's the only white lady in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> she is the lily white lady to his ass. But you know what? It's easy. It's magic. Right, it is magic. It's a certain kind of magic. And uh, that's when we do find... But, but Gibson Damo knows who she is, so he's the one who has to tell everybody else, uh, hey, you guys, this is uh, Kathy Gallagher. Um, and Duh. you probably want to, <laughs> to do something about her because she ain't here for a nunchaku demonstration, I assure you. <laughs> uh, so, But he doesn't have much longer on this planet Earth. Thankfully, that traitorous bastard Gibson. Because uh, Kathy makes short work of him. She just fucking she just unloads on him. Yeah, he gets hit with about 180 bullets, <laughs> even though he only chose four of them hitting. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say, uh, as good as Robert Ginty is in films like The Exterminator and other things we've seen him in, his death scene here, just it kind of looked like he had a bad stomach ache. Yeah. And then he fell to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And and before that, though, Ludwig's like, hey, before I give, give you to Gibson, I want to have you. But then he realized, oh, wait, you're the, the one I, uh, it's just bad. It's bad. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to rape her one last time. It, it's weird. He wanted to rape her the first time, but he realized, oh, never mind. I already did that. I already raped you. <laughs> Damn it. I, I guess I'll go rape these four women in the pool. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm a one and done kind of guy. I don't, I'm not right. a return rapist. Uh, he's a horrible human being. It's, you know, on paper, this scene seemed like the coolest, maybe the coolest scene in the script with like Kathy unloading on Gibson, fucking da, 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 let him having it with a submachine gun. And then she says, life's a bitch. And then you die. Right. Like mm-hmm. That's a cool scene right there. But the way that it's shot is so bad like like you said like uh his his, genti's facial expressions and then just like uh, the squibs everything looks bad and it's odd because david worth had like a lot of cinematographer 
credits to his name as well. I mean, he didn't direct that many movies, but you would think he'd be better at this at this stage in the game. But yeah, I, I also just want to note, and I probably should have mentioned this before, but as we got further into it and talked more about Ludwig's uh, character motivation, the production company that released this, uh, R-A-P-I, is that Rapey Production? <laughs> it so. could be. It could very well be. Uh, I mean, was this endorsed by Ludwig's like shell company? <sighs> was this like a bio- character biography of him? That got turned into an action movie? My God. We've just uncovered something here. Yeah, we've uncovered. Who's the Mickey go, hmm? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Arsenio and CNC Music Factory. But, you know, it's great. It's just, Kathy, you know, she kills Gibson. Finally, right. you know, he had four scenes. He's dead now. <laughs> but then she hops on a motorcycle. In her cocktail and, dress. In her cocktail dress. And she is gonzo. She's gone, dude. Uh, this is another one of those chase scenes. That's kind of a chase scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're chasing her, I guess. I don't know how fast they're going. (laughs) Well, you know, you can forget about that quickly because she pulls out a bazooka and uh, blows up the warehouse. So she's just like, I'm, I'm done. Uh, It's going to be scorched earth when I'm done with this place. (laughs) Good for her. But meanwhile, speaking of scorched earth, Chris, old Susan and Ludwig's guy go to the, back to the village that they saw her go to, and they uh, have a little fire bug in them as well. Yeah, it's unfortunate that everything's made out of uh, bamboo and whatnot because everything goes up in flames. They decide to hit Kathy where it hurts once again. They've killed her husband, and now they are burning down the house. Uh, that she had been led into by grandfather and his young grandson. We'll continue our talking heads conversation now because (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Kathy, she has no fucks left to give Chad. She goes back to Susan's. She's just blown up. She had made a spectacle of her. She killed a man at the party. You know, they know who she is now. She's going back. I don't know. what Did she have her phone charger there? What the hell did she have to go back there for? (laughs) I don't know, but I loved it. Uh, and and uh, the the undercover butterfly guy was like, "How am I going to find you? Like, how do I reach you?" She's like, "Oh, I guess I'll just go to Su- go to Susan's house." <laughs> like, I'm sorry, come again. Uh, so yeah, she's uh, she's just going to go back there, and then there's a pretty good chance they're going to confront one another. Oh, and they and do. We'll see what happens. They do. We get a, we get the classic "Don't shit a shitter" line out of Susan's mouth. Yeah. My mom said that one too. I bet she did. Uh, maybe she watched this movie. Yeah, she probably did. You weren't paying attention. We should have. Had, <laughs> she would have been better prepared. Anyway, <laughs> Susan tells Kathy, "Oh yeah, old Ludwig wants to fight to the death now with you, you bitch, and uh, it's going to be at the slaughterhouse." Which, but I think it was still just at the airport hangar. But I don't know. I could yeah. be wrong. Um, and then she also is like, "Oh, and by the way." You fucking torched that goddamn village. How do you, what do you think of that? Huh? Like mind games, psychological warfare. At its that finest. was good though. That was yeah. good of her to, to, to drop that info on her. And, uh, you know, I don't know why Kathy let her get away right there. Like she should have been like you bitch and just like cut her throat or something. Yeah. But, a shuriken right between the eyes. Oh, that would have been sweet. 
used her little pole jack off trick. You know, she's like right on her face. Yeah. Rub all her skin off her face. Okay. All right. I would have liked, instead of the slaughterhouse, have it in the little discotheque with the mud in the mud. Oh, that would have been good too. Full circle. All right, but we're, we're there. We're in the final battle, Chris. Um, Chin shows up because I guess if you're going to have an illegal fight, it needs to be overseen by the man with the gambling plan. Chin and his, his silver cane. The only man more powerful than Ludwig within the realm of this movie. Yeah, it would seem that way. Uh, fight begins, and, and but once Kathy really starts kicking Ludwig's ass, Susan shows up with the ace or aces in her sleeve because she's got a gun to the heads of grandfather and the boy. So now what's Kathy supposed to do? Just like she's, she can't do anything, but Chad Cruz. Oh, well, wait a minute. We get that line. So now Ludwig's back on his feet and we get that exquisite pain, pain that dreams are made. of. He's trying to make that a catchphrase. It's not going to work. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It sounds like something in like a really shitty, like death metal bands. Like, yeah discography yeah some um, some independent wrestler came out to a song with yeah. those lyrics in it just right 10 seconds ago somewhere in the world yeah and and you know th- this is a sweet fight scene you know this is a good fight scene we've got richard norton you got cynthia rothrock two actors who've uh, over the years just delivered time and time again awesome action scenes and and this is a great one and lots of good kicks lots and lots of kicking which I loved it. And I, I believe the fight starts out with Richard Norton just front, front kicking the piss out of her, just ugh, right in the gut. And I was like, yes, get her. Uh, not not that I wanted him to win, but right. it it showed his his length, right? He what? had that distance. <laughs> That's a kick to you, you know, to, to, to oh, make okay. that distance. But uh, uh, just as you think that he has won the fight, he gives her the old Bane backbreaker over the knee. Oh, yeah. Uh, butterfly guy shows up with a bunch of cops. Yeah, butterfly and in the sky. I could fly twice as high. Said Alan with his come, cops. my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar baby. You just need everybody turn this off. Why would you sing that song? <laughs> if they're still listening, dude. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> they, they shut it off a while ago. Um, yeah, it's all right though. We'll, we'll continue on. We'll we'll wrap it up for the few that did stick with us uh the cops show up now we got a fair fight again because obviously they're not going to let uh, susan just m- straight up murder the grandfather and the boy grandfather gives uh, kathy the iggy and uh the lady dragon strikes and uh you know obviously if you've ever seen an action movie you know where this thing's headed chris uh, yeah, it's leading to victory for Cynthia. And like Chad said, it was a pretty good fight. You know, they've got good chemistry when they're acting together and they've got good chemistry when they're fighting each other. So there was a well worthy of a final fight, probably the best fight in the movie. I would I would agree. Chad Cruz, you just watched this movie an hour yes. and 36 minutes ago. Yep. Uh, sure. Your final thoughts on it? Not my favorite Rothrock film, uh, not my favorite Richard Norton film, but uh, like Chris just said, they 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 are good together um, on screen. I would prefer that if they were both good guys, um, but Lud- Ludwig is certainly uh, a super heel, like he's a real asshole. 
Um, I'm a little sad that he didn't die at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have died at some point. Uh, maybe the grandfather could have done the old pole trick on him. <laughs> or just the boy. I mean, he's already killed one person. I mean, <laughs> he is a murderer. I, I think, you know, they obviously she heeded the advice of grandfather, but you know, yes. uh, if I kill this man, what's it going to do to me? That's true. Uh, so That's she, true. she held back because why should she ruin the rest of her life? Because of, you know, she, he's already done damage to her. Why should he be the cause of more? So I got that, but yeah, obviously I understand what you're saying. It's always satisfying, especially this guy. I mean, he, he was a horrible human being throughout the yeah, film. He earned it. He earned a good death scene, but we we did not get it. No, but we did get him falling to the ground, clutching his nuts about five different angles. That I love that the finishing blow was to the fucking ball sack. Well, that's fitting for the way he treated women. So fuck. And you can see uh, you can see not Ernie Reyes Jr. celebrating in the background. (laughs) He certainly could. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I you know. You know, I I like this. I think I would put this slightly above the Rage and Honor movies. Uh, although I do prefer Norton and Rothrock as a team, which they are in those films. I think maybe because this one focused on Rothrock and she kind of got that training montage and that just that classic thing that you've seen so many male action stars go through. It was kind of interesting to just see her in that role. Um but yeah, these things don't come anywhere near the China O'Brien movies, which to me, are, that's peak Rothrock for me. Right. For sure. I, I don't think I would put this one above Raging Honor 1, but I would put it above the sequel. Yeah, and that, that's probably a fair point. You're, you're probably right there. All right, guys. That was our special tribute to Cynthia Rothrock in honor of her birthday, March the 8th. Um, but next time, Chad, we're going to be all about Batman. Um, and as a matter of fact, as this this uh, podcast drops, my review of the Batman will be up on the site. So, oh boy, we'll see uh, what I thought of it. I'm I be attending a, a screening of that here in the coming days. I'm very excited. Yeah, it looks uh, really cool. It really does. It really does. But uh, speaking of Batman, I know a place where you can get some pretty cool Batman action figures, among others. Chris, I'm talking about Figures Toy Company, of course. That's right. FiguresToyCompany.com, the home of officially licensed DC Comics retro action figures, including those based on the Batman Classic 66 TV series. And we have a big delivery coming in mid-March, mid to late March. We're going to be getting restocks on a lot of sold-out items. I know that the Doctor Fate, the Swamp Thing, and the original Shazam Retro figures will all be back in stock. We'll be getting some new things in. I know that uh, Lilith Clay from the DC Teen Titans series will be in stock. A whole lot of wrestling stuff coming in, too. A lot of the figures that had been delayed uh, and switched over to the new factory during COVID will finally get released. So we've got Juice Robinson, Jay White, David Finley, Brian Pillman Jr., the 1995 edition Sandman, which comes with the cigarette smoking head sculpt that you can pop the cigarette in and out of his mouth. Uh, the Nova figure uh, based on his Green Lantern tights for another little DC tie-in. Just a whole lot of wrestling stuff coming in, DC restocks, more Three Stooges, more Evil Knievel, pretty much a little bit of everything from everything that we make over at figurestoycompany.com. 
And you can see more of that by checking out the website and following us on social media. It's Figures Toy Company on Instagram and Facebook and at Figures Toy Co. on Twitter. And you can follow me personally at Zach Malibu to see all of my FTC updates as far as what I've got in production. You can read all of my reviews from Bulletproof Action when I retweet them and tweet them out and show support from my friends. And you can also check out my other ventures like the Karate Kid podcast that I do over at Fight Game Media. All right. And yeah, definitely encourage you to support Figures Toy Company and check out everything Chris does. I mean, he is a a pop culture whiz kid, I believe is how you refer to yourself. And A uh, little bit of everything. I just did that just one of the guys chat last yeah. week with yeah. uh, my good buddy Paul Fontaine. Check out uh, Cup of Joe with Grandpa Dez on YouTube for a little rundown of uh, some 80s comedy classics. We've done Last American Virgin, a canon nice. classic. You know, and the, uh, just one of the guys. Just one of the guys has one of my favorite posters from that era too. It has an awesome poster. Yes. Oh, yeah. Where she the football helmets over her uh, tatas. Yes. Yes. And, you know, speaking of the Figures Toy Company, I know uh, Jim Cornette has been teasing on his show some news. And, I, you know, I think I know the news. I might have a little insider information, but obviously we'll keep that under wraps until it's officially out there. But some exciting things coming in the wrestling realm yeah. at Figures Toy Company. So I know what you're referring to, and although it is not that just yet, we do have a lot in the works with Mr. Cornet. There are some variant editions of his action figure coming out. We are doing a bloody variant Jim Cornet with the white suit jacket based on the famous angle where he was beaten down. Uh, We will be doing a commentator's playset with an exclusive color scheme Jim Cornet action figure. Uh, And also newer editions of Jim Cornet will now come with dun, 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 a tennis racket accessory yes. uh, in addition to the glasses and microphone. That was a missing piece. So that is great news. Great news. All oh. right. Figurestoycompany.com for your figures needs. Again, follow Bulletproof Action on Twitter at Bulletproof Pod. And on Instagram and Facebook, we are at Bulletproof Action, which is easy enough. Chad Cruz, I always ask you and you usually have nothing, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Any final <laughs> words? Nope. Thank you very much. Sticking with tradition. And I will stick with tradition by thanking you all for listening to the Bulletproof Podcast and to encourage you, as always, to stay tuned for more of the Bulletproof Podcast. listening to the Geekscape Network.